Welcome back, everyone, to another Tech Talk, a podcast featuring productive discussion and news about technology. Today's guest is Svainun Kval Bakin, an alloy carrier engineer, and we're going to talk about continuous integration and delivery. Hi, Svainun, thanks for joining us. Um, could you tell us something about yourself? <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I've been doing, um, I'm from Norway, I've been doing mobile development for a good 10 years, starting on Windows Mobile, uh, and iPhone, and then Android. Then I moved to New York, where I worked at a couple um, larger companies, um, uh, IR Radio, uh, for a couple of years, and then um, Instagram um, for the last couple of years before I joined uh, Allocare um, pretty recently. Can you tell us something about uh, continuous integration and continuous delivery to our listeners who are not aware of the process, and what's the difference between them? Um, yeah, so um, it's something that has become close to heart because I've seen how valuable it can be and how um, uh, handicapping often it can be if you if you don't have um, a good setup for uh, uh, continuous delivery um, and integration. Um, I guess to do a quick intro, continuous integration is um, quickly making sure your code is okay. Um, doing static code analysis, running your unit tests, uh, making sure it it's uh, compatible with your other components if you have other uh, services uh, it needs to talk to. Continuous delivery is the process of deploying this code as quickly as possible um, from uh, a commit uh, using your version control system to running somewhere. Um, so uh, my main background is in, in mobile. Um, so for us, that means getting your code built as an app binary and sent to your testers um, or your main users uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, how would you define a good continuous integration and the deploy flow? Yeah, so it, it all comes down to shorten the cycles between uh, you as a developer making the code on your computer until it's fully tested, vetted and deployed um, out there. Um, and the whole thing is about shortening that feedback loop of you made making a mistake. Uh, the mistake could have been breaking a unit test, it could be uh, a bad coding pattern, or it could be a bug that's not caught until it's been in the hands of not 10 users or 1,000 users, but maybe a million users, is first when you see that signal. So getting your code in the hands of users as quickly as possible, uh, or in the in a backend environment, just getting it, uh, seeing a lot of traffic quickly is, uh, is key. So you can exercise all code paths that make uh, that may lead to uh, a bad scenario. So the one of the major benefits is catching uh, errors early and often, I guess. Yeah, it could be errors, but it could also be uh, performance regressions, um, make, making your product not be uh, perform in the way you want it to. Maybe uh, maybe users will interact less with a certain element. Uh, not just because it's crashing, maybe you added a button that is not size corrected so that it's impossible to click, uh, or a text that's wrong. Um, uh, being able to catch that is... is so any kind of regression in your application? Yeah, anything you're able to catch. Uh, so the next step of this, or uh, an integrated part of this, is to instrument along the way, so you're able to catch these regressions. Uh, so like for mobile developers, that's obviously crashes and stability, but um, they can also the tools for instrumenting this is becoming just better and better. So being able to catch stuff like performance or uh, 
more technical point of view, but also your, your, your users' performance in the app. Uh, so uh, when did you realize the benefits of uh, continuous integration and delivery? Did you have an aha moment or... Uh... Yeah, so uh, my, my first, jo <coughs> first job during college was um, a very, very large organization where our um, QA and vetting cycle was very long. Uh, we can talk uh, months from uh, we had made a release until it was uh, uh, deployed. Um, and we would spend so much effort and time on um, our code running where it, where it was supposed to run uh, all along. Um, and it was an exceptionally expensive process because when we, we caught mistakes so late, so we'd have to go back and then start the entire uh, process again. In my next job, I guess, is where I, um, working with some, some really experienced and senior engineers, got mentored and sort of saw the light when it came to um, uh, unit testing and continuous integration uh, because this was something that was available to uh, our backend engineers at that company. So we invested a lot of time and effort into making this, making our mobile clients and client code as well, uh, tested and built on continuous integration uh, service. You mentioned the investment. How much of an investment is uh, to build a good continuous integration and delivery pipeline? Yeah, so it, it used to be a pretty solid investment because you had to host all this yourself. Um, you had a build cluster that you had set up. You had to set up Team City or Jenkins um, locally on your own premises. Today and in the last couple of years, this has become the off the shelf products are really, really good. Um, the free tiers that most of these uh, services are very good as well. You can get you can get most of your work done uh, within the free tier and it's both their stability and capabilities have evolved a lot over the last three or four years. So with companies like Travis, CircleCI, um, GitHub just announced that they're doing GitHub Actions, uh, which I'm sure is going to be uh, a solid product. Microsoft is really good at making developer products. Uh, so I'm excited to see, uh, see this. What would be your prerequisites for, um, for this pipeline? So today, uh, basically, if you're able to in its simplest form, if you're able to build your app locally, you should just make sure your build, your app is built on every commit and every pull request. Uh, and it's the same command. There's, it doesn't have to be anything more complicated than that. And that's your first step, making sure you're, you're, you never commit code that bre breaks your development or your master uh, branches. The, yeah, and then you take it from there. Uh, if you have unit tests, great. Um, if not, you can, you can, you can start writing them. Um, you can run uh, lint or infer or other uh, PMD or other like static code analysis tools, which in themselves have a lot of value. Very strong recommendations, just get started. In, it's, it's not, we're talking hours of investment, it's, it's very, very little. Um, it's so easy to get started. And then I think you will see the benefits for yourself and for the team pretty quickly. Uh, and then you can, you can evolve from there and take it uh, into continuous delivery, you can, uh, like with Fastlane, uh, for instance, you have uh, exceptionally simple deployment of your app binaries to uh, Crashlytics or Fabric or Google Play, or iTunes Connect. Um, this used to be a, a massive manual effort before, um, and seeing that this is now made available through these uh, command line tools, is um, is really cool. Um, Ten years ago, this did not exist at all, and and 
making an update to your app was uh, a pretty manual effort. Can you take us through the whole cycle of uh, releasing the um, application through the continuous integration deployment, like the whole tool chain? What would happen when you push your code to master or develop branch? Yeah. Um, so often people have, um, you have validation is done on the PR. So before your pull request is, is merged, you do certain validations and then when you, when you merge your pull request to whatever is your, your, your target branch, um, is usually when you do your first um, uh, app binary build. So in um, today, you can, you, can, you can do this yourself, but there's also tools available like Fastline, as I, as I mentioned, uh, which makes it very easy to you, you build your um, APK, AB, or IPA for, for iOS, Fastlane will deliver this to um, the code lanes or tracks. Um, and this could be uh, Fabric for uh, your, your own internal testing. You can download it through a link. iTunes Connect, Google Plays, Alpha, Beta Tracks, and then even uh, the production environment on, on uh, iTunes Connect or um, um, on the Play Store. So you continuously have a, a stream of builds that are linked to the master developer staging branch. Yeah, you continuously deliver um, these builds to um, your testers. More, more the better, the more users, the, the stronger signal you will get, either automatically or manually. You can have checkpoints along the way where you either stop a build or you promote it to the next tier from, from alpha to beta and from beta to protection, for instance. Do you have any tips for anyone starting out with uh... Um, I think take a look at the, the free tools available. There's tons of code examples. Everyone has probably solved whatever problem you have already. Um, it is not hard um, and it's not expensive anymore either. It's a pretty high return uh, on your time and, and your uh, cost. What are some of the difficulties uh, that people encounter during implementation of continuous uh, integration and delivery? So a big problem mobile have always been um, running what we call instrumentation tests, um, which are the run in the native mobile platform itself. So run on, on, on Android or run on uh, iOS. There's two camps of thoughts uh, regarding this. Either you do your most of your testing as instrumentation tests because it's, um, it's most realistic, is running on the actual platform, or you do what we call JVM tests on, on, on Android, and there's a similar concept on, on iOS where the code is exercised, but it's not running on the, the OS or platform itself. These are much faster. Most of the time you will get the same amount of validation because you, you want to validate your code, not that the platform is working correctly. So if you, if you focus on your uh, fast JVM unit tests and then you have only a small amount of your logic to be tested in the case where you need to test uh, platform components like uh, that you're doing the, the parsable serialization correctly on, on Android, for instance, and as user defaults is handling your, uh, your preferences correctly, or NS Coder, for instance. The problem with that the instrumentation test is that they're often very unstable um, and before it wasn't really a good way to even run uh, iOS tests or headless simulators for um, Android. This is easier now and it's more stable, uh, but anytime you have to rely on a, a big problem on Android has been the uh, ADB, which is the connection between the, the host machine and the emulator. This is still error prone to some, some extent and it's, a, it's where I have 
definitely wasted a lot of time and I'm sure people still do today. Uh, and I guess my advice would be to try to move your logic over to a more stable, fast uh, test environment. Um, so you, uh, you have less tested on, on, the, uh, on the platform itself. Is there an instance where you would not recommend implement, implementing CI-CD? Uh, not really. It's, it's honestly one of the first things I set up when I, I create a new repo on, on, on GitHub. Uh, first thing I do usually is add a .travis.yml file and, and then uh, I have something. Uh, and that something is, is, a, is much better and it, uh, than nothing. And to me, it's very valuable to know that I don't have a manual uh, deployment process. It's very error prone. You will mess up. Anytime you have humans doing the machines work, you will mess up. If you if you do this scripted um, through um, a Kunis, uh delivery service, it's it can of course still fail, but at least it's 100% predictable. It'll fail every time. You and it's easy to fix this, so you uh, don't have the problem. Are there any tools you would recommend um, our listeners look into besides um, continuous integration services like Travis and Circle CI, and maybe Fastlane? Are there any other? I think. Uh, I think a tool that's a bit underrated is, is tools like um, Infer and other static code analysis tools. can be very powerful in finding common developer mistakes. Uh, not null checking, doing a bad iteration, modifying a collection while you're iterating over it, stuff like this. Even very seasoned engineers will still make the most basic mistakes. Um, and having a system to catch this, very valuable when the cost of that is, is nothing. You can look at your entire code base every time you make a commit. It can be thousands of files and immediately get a sense of its quality and if there's any uh, obvious bugs. Yeah, so you have tools like uh, PMD, Infer, um, SonarCube, I believe. Yeah, there's a couple. So look into that um, for what, whichever language you're using. Yeah, and they, they do, they are, a lot of them are language agnostic, so that there will be one for. Um, your language for sure. And the heavy lifting is done by someone else, so just use uh, rules and patterns that other people have uh, done for you and you can you can get uh, you can get a good setup, very simple. What do you think about uh, the rise of the DevOps position and uh, in, in the companies? Personally, I've always been interested in infrastructure side of any organization I worked at. So I, through curiosity, has always been dabbling a little bit in that. I think it's good for everyone to be aware of infrastructure and hosting um, or operational aspects of a company. As, as client engineers, it's very easy for us to not consider performance, for instance, or the cost of making a certain request. I worked in companies where we uh, made mistakes and we were effectively DDoSing ourselves because we were at the same time had millions of, of clients hit our API servers and caused us to go down. Very basic, simple client uh, coding mistakes took down uh, our own service. Uh, thanks, Vainung, for joining us. It was a great conversation. Thank you for having me. My name is Alexander Benich and this was Tech Talk. Thank you for listening and see you next time.